Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Second Opinion with me, Dr. Christian. And at the time of recording, we've been locked down for, well, I think it's more than a month now. And I think it's fair to say that for most of us, reality really is starting to bite. Despite our very best intentions, the changes that are occurring to our lifestyles are having somewhat undesirable consequences, be they expanding waistlines, general irritability, money worries, etc. And for me, they might all relate to the fact that I've now pulled out from under the bed my old Xbox and I'm starting to play games again. And I'm just wondering whether those games are doing more harm than they are good. That's the topic that I want to tackle today with the help of our special guest. As always, I am duty bound to tell you that the opinions expressed in this forum are purely my own and those of my guests. If you should start feeling unwell, then don't carry on listening, but refer to the current advice given by the NHS. Right, so on to the introductions. I'm joined as always by the Robin to my Batman, hardest working woman in show business and scary mum, Alex Stanger. Scary mum, how are you? It's because when we were setting up, I had to tell two of my sons to do their maths. That was basically it. And Christian now is terrified. I just I am really scared of you. I have enormous respect now, (laughs) even more respect. And I'm very excited this week um, that we've been joined by a lady who I've worked with ages and ages ago, many times, and I still see popping up everywhere. She's a psychologist, a greatly respected author. She's written vast numbers of research articles and books. Um, It's Dr. Linda Papadopoulos. Linda, how are you? Let's ask you, how are you coping with lockdown? Is it it a breeze for you or are you starting to struggle? I wouldn't say breeze, but um, look, you know, again, it's about kind of we very early on sort of establishing this sort of new normal. So a lot of the work that I was doing, a lot of the TV work, I do it via Skype, only gone out a few times to do it. I'm seeing my patients on Skype now, um, doing the writing all from home. So it kind of, you know, that part was okay. I think what I find hard, I don't know about you guys, is kind of the the lack of sunlight, that going out, that kind of getting up, getting dressed. And so, um, you know, I think in the first few days I was like oh I can just live in track pants and I realized that's probably not the best thing for many reasons so once I made that change and kind of got into more of a routine it was much easier so yeah. you're, you're now more routine but you like me well yippee we can spend in my pajamas all day <laughs> exactly. you? I'm like from the waist up full hair and makeup down there just like you know whole trackies and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing I'm any really pants right now Linda I'll makeup. tell you that you know so that's the way it is <laughs> I, I, Linda I'm so impressed with the full makeup I put on some mascara the other day and it was so foreign to me I was like oh what is this 
stuff on my eyelashes. <laughs> you know, like you, in real life, you wear mascara every day, and I just haven't yeah. worn it in a month. And I put it on because I was I was having a Zoom drinks yeah. with someone, and I thought yeah. I'll put mascara on, and it was like I had some horrible thick stuff on my eyes, and it was so foreign to me. So I'm so I, I'm really impressed with the makeup. I think I need to start doing it again because I look horrific. No, I'm sure you don't. But for me, it's uh, the only reason I do this because I like you. I've got to be either on Zoom or on on like so yeah. so yeah. But when not, it's just so hard to motivate yourself to kind of you know that transition from like waking up and doing anything else is it's not easy it's not yeah yeah you know, part of me is desperate desperate to get outside like properly i want to go to the theater and, oh. and go out for dinner and see friends and and actually i do want to go back to work but i think it's also going to be horrible because we're going to have to get dressed properly you know and put, put a clean shirt on and actually have a wash and do all these things that we're going to find very hard i know we sort of talk to kids about getting off in i mean this was before lockdown i used to be really concerned about the effects of social media on kids and and the effects it was having on body image and things it seems that we're now all heavily on social media do you think when we come out of this we're going to have even more of a problem linda or do you think it's going to have balanced itself out a bit we're going to be using social media in a, in a more productive way well, do you know i think that's a brilliant brilliant question um i do think that in some ways kind of not having what you took for granted will mean that you know all of us are actually craving exactly like you said you know seeing friends for dinner you know going for a walk without you know having to worry about the walk being too long you know going and you know and experiencing something like the theater together so i do think we're going to see a drive towards that having said that i do think as well that the way that we've used social media, and I think this is probably true across the age band, has probably been a lot more productive than we have in a very long time. So you mm. do kind of see that, uh, you know, I, my daughter was kind of cooking with my mother, who's in her 70s and lives in Cyprus, and they were on yeah. FaceTime together. So it's much more creative, things that they've not done before, you know, the way that they're learning online. So I kind of feel that, you know, as parents, everyone's kind of concerned with screen time. But, I, you yeah. know, it's, it's this notion, is it time spent or time well spent? And I think in many ways, we've had the chance to spend time better, or at least in a more kind of cognizant way of like, I'm, I'm connecting, I'm learning, I'm I'm, you know, yeah. I'm growing. And my goodness, I must say, I know, and I know I've said this before in one of our podcasts, but I feel that the social media feeds that I'm looking at, say on Instagram, are so, they seem just so much more real. You know, it's not somebody showing off their, where they are on holiday. It's somebody showing off their trying to bake something or, I don't know, it just feels like it's a bit of a nicer place. Now, I don't know if that's for everybody, but I just feel like my social media feeds are a bit more organic, a bit more real and not a showy offy. And I'm really appreciating that. <laughs> No, do you know I, what? I think I, I agree think, with you. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, for sure. I do think, look, I think there's something about the, the collective subconscious, right? So we're kind of this idea that we know that we're all in this together at some level. And, and, and we kind of cross, you know, cut through the BS in some ways, right? So, you know, we all know. I mean, look, look at how we started the conversation now laughing about, you know, our lack of like wearing clothes properly. Yeah. You know, we're sharing things we would never, you know, have shared. And, and part of that is about, you know, acknowledging how difficult this is, but also connecting. And I think 
think you're spot on. I think with social media, perhaps, you know, those sites that are, or the, those accounts that are still like, oh, here's my fabulous lifestyle will be looked at less because no one, you know, right now wants to know about that. They want to know mm. about, you know, how you're just getting by because the reality is for a lot of people, it is just about getting by. So there's, there's not much space for the kind of smoke and mirrors that social media normally has. I mean, I'm always trying to find good things about lockdown and, and you know, what will come out of this. And I think we will come out sort of slightly more appreciative of, of the simpler things in life. And, mm. you know, my great concerns over social media, there does seem to be far less emphasis on just getting likes, you know, and now and, and much more constructive use. But on the reverse side, and this is going to throw a spanner in the works, do you feel there's also, and this might be more the media actually, than it is us on our social media. Is there a sort of, let's look for people to get an attack for saying something silly or for showing off a too posh house on, you know, when they're doing a broadcast or something? And is there a sort of a slightly nasty streak as well? Are we like caged animals looking to lash out a bit, not necessarily at ourselves, but at, at, at public figures? Do you see that going on or am I making that up? No, look, I think look, it's inevitable that people are going to be very sensitive. Look, when people are anxious, it manifests um, uh, not only in fear. So we've kind of seen the ridiculousness of people kind of fighting over toilet paper and stockpiling <laughs> yeah. food that they wouldn't even normally eat and, and all of that. But also, I think we become much more sensitive to anything that takes us out of our comfort zone even if that that sensitivity is jealousy right so ah you get to kind of lock down in this house it looks like this and i have to lock down so it becomes you, you have this sense of entitlement like i'm suffering more than you you know so i can say this is kind of you know who's suffering more a kind of yeah. thing and i think that does come from just the fear and anxiety that that people are going through um Look, having said that, again, it kind of goes back to the previous point. A big part of what will get us through this at this point is being able to empathize, right? And, and by that, you know, wearing a face mask doesn't probably protect you, but it protects other people. That to me, is a, as a psychologist, I find that fascinating. Our choice is, right, of, yeah. of what to, to do. Um, you know, not stockpiling toilet paper. You know, it's much easier to do it, but actually we have to think of others. You know, thinking of the NHS, not going out. And this, in many ways, this is an opportunity to kind of come out of that cocoon of me, 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 that I, I agree with you, Christian, to a large extent, I think social media is underscored. You know, we're all the stars of our own show. You yeah. know, everyone looks at their own needs. And this is asking us to look up out of that. So I think all of these things are a product of either an inability to do that on the downside and an ability to do that, uh, an ability to do that on the upside. Can I ask you, so you've both got children. I don't have children. Are you sort of, are you finding that your children are, are thriving in this environment and becoming sort of better with with the social media and that sort of stuff or or is it a harder job for you to try and keep them on the straight and narrow would you say as a question well to mine are younger mine mine is you know five eight and ten yeah and I'm she, had three, she had three linda she had three can you believe it <laughs> all male which is that uh, just means that they just sort of there's a certain level of uh aggression anyway but no um they they um <laughs> They, they go in fits and starts. So, and it'll always be one of them is being absolutely golden, lovely child. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two are being demonic somewhere, demonic <laughs> somewhere. So, yeah. So I think that it just goes, it's going in waves. And I'm really, I do worry about the fact that one, obviously they're not socializing, but they've got each other. So then you think, oh, well, that's all right. Um, but then I do worry too that they, yeah, just what this whole thing is having an effect on them, how it, how it will affect them possibly in years to come. Do boys and girls use social media differently? 
Yeah, yeah, um, to some extent. So um, if we look at the sort of the research around it, what we tend to find is that um, the, the worry with boys tends to be around gaming. Um, boys are, are kind of uh, very focused on, on the sense of kind of um, accomplishment and reaching a goal. And I think a lot of the ways that games are set up is to kind of give those dopamine spikes <laughs> precisely yeah. the time that keeps yeah. them. So this idea, I'm always laughing when sort of parents are like, oh, we'll get off the game. I'm thinking there's like, you know, people like me at the other end of the screen doing everything they can to keep your kid on the game, right? There's like people with <laughs> behavioral scientists that make sure they give them the rewards, they give them those dopamine. So it's not as simple as that. And that's the thing is, again, with gaming, you know, sort of addiction used to be a consequence of it. Now it's to some extent, it's like a product of game design, right? How do we keep you on? Because of course, these are the metrics. Oh. For girls, I think they're much more um, uh, socially aware at a younger age. So that that kind of that's uh, th those social brownie points that they seek out, they tend to seek them out perhaps sooner than boys because they mature sooner. So we tend to see them kind of uh, gravitating much more to kind of chase those likes. They learn, and again, sort of body image comes into that. They learn very early on, you know, what identities they need to portray in order to do that. So, you know, th that kind of social equity that they get from that that social media, we tend to see. And I'm, obviously, this is these are both generalizations. Obviously, there's girls that, you know, play the, the games and boys that... Are like this on social media but in general terms that's what we see that's fascinating are you serious are there are there people that are actually advising the makers of games on on uh, 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 how to get that endorphin rush that rush? absolutely yeah, of it's course there like are. i mean everything sorry this is my naivety and and, oh. and we have got, we have i mean like this is the biggest crux of our arguments in this house is the 10 year old and his xbox he doesn't have it monday to friday but the weekend boy trying to get him off that thing is really hard I mean, Linda will tell you in a second, but when you go around your supermarket, you know, your supermarket is designed to make you buy certain foods and make you buy more of certain foods. And that design has been done by wicked people like Linda, who've read <laughs> you, know no, how you Linda, work, you. And, and exploited every weakness that you have. And I'm afraid it's the same in the, in the gambling and the gaming world, isn't it, Linda? Yeah. And actually, you're at your spot on gambling and gaming. There's, there's things called persuasive technology units. Actually, they've begun to change their names in Silicon Valley that makes sure, like, look, think about you know, it is like having a, a slot machine in, in your in your pocket. There's something called you know, the interval reward system, which is like a slot machine. We know that people respond to a behavior when they get a reward, but more importantly, when they don't know that reward's going to come. So kind of giving this sort of intermittently and not regularly, we know will keep you on. We know the little like red dot that makes you check your emails. You know, it's that color for a reason. You know, those notifications have a certain place in your in your vision for a reason. You know, all of these things let alone sort of you know kids trying to learn a skill and again you got to remember that the way that the brain evolved so you know the the place that kind of gives us that dopamine rush it also has a uh, habit formation right so that's kind of where we learn things just like throwing a ball in a hoop right and you know you get close to getting that ball and you get a bit of a that release and you get close again then it goes in and you get that big release so it's the same thing with playing a game except this time someone's making sure you get that release at the exact time when your mom says it's dinner time. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm being a bit too. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it now. But like, but it's more or less, you know, it's well thought out. So yeah, I do think 
we need to kind of, I always say with kids, that one of the things that I did with my daughter, which I think, you know, we know kind of works quite well, is get them to code early on. I kind of think if they see how these things work, it's like seeing the genie behind the curtain. They kind of have a different relationship with the platforms they're on. They understand that it was someone made the decision to do this or do that. And I think it's it's fascinating for kids if you can do, if you can get them into It's my that. massive concern. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And so, so, can, so can I ask you, Linda, I, I think that's brilliant advice about trying to get the coding and, and we have got some coding programs. So I think that is brilliant, like the Wizard of Oz. However, with him on, when say it's Saturday, and this is the butt of most of my um, problems with my 10-year-old. If I have any problems at all, this is where I get annoyed with him and he gets annoyed with me. And, and I'm really quite torn because he's got a headset and he's actually socialising with some of his friends online. And that is the only time in the week where he's socialising and talking to other kids. Um, and they're all his mates. They're all in his special group. Um, so is this I'm a gaming group? Really a gaming group. So right. I find it really difficult because I'm so torn because one one side of me is going, God, he's been on there for like three hours. He's got to get off. I want him to see daylight. This is horrible. It's a bit smelly. <laughs> and then on the other side of it, it's like but he's chatting and he's getting excited and they're talking about really random stuff as well. And in this lockdown period, I'm just wondering, what's the bigger evil? Do you know what? That's a brilliant question. Look, I think there is definitely a space and a place for kids connecting online. I think absolutely. Look, you know, for kids, it's not the same as us. Like, you know, online, offline merges. So I do definitely think there's a place for that. And I think especially in lockdown when there's no alternative, you want him to socialize. <clears throat> but I think you've got to kind of see it the way that you would anything else. It is about that balance. If he uniformly just connects with people who live in different countries because that's who he plays games or are far away, well, that's wonderful. You want to, that means sort of that, you know, you want him to have practice sort of with that face to face, with that closer stuff. So it's about kind of being on top. I kind of think about it like, you know, the five a day, the fried fruits and vegetables a day. I kind of think we need this sort of emotional five a day, right? With kids and with adults. So what are you doing? Great. 
you're connecting online. Great, you're doing something that gives you a sense of mastery and pleasure. But what are you doing in terms of coming out of your comfort zone, right? So this is really comfortable. What can we do? You know, does that so maybe, you know, right now a great way to use it is get them to because I always think this is the other thing that happens with kids in the online world is sort of that age segregation. Like you're twelve, you just play with twelve year olds, you're fifteen, you're just with so kind of can yeah. can we get you to kind of be online with, you know, a quirky aunt or a, or a grandfather, like doing some gardening or something. Like just kind of use the online world, but use it in a way that kind of pushes them out of their comfort zone in terms of connection and, um, and communication. Linda, right. what should parents be sort of aware of? What are the danger times? When does gaming turn into uh, or lead to a possible gambling problem? Or when does it lead to sort of problem yeah. behavior? And how can parents spot that? That's a really great question. So I think the thing that I always say is look out for differences, right? So people tend to think that, you know, the kid, you know, my kid's really going to act out. Actually, it may be the opposite. It might be they become really withdrawn. So we know with sort of online bullying, for example, you know, for some kids, they won't leave their phone for a second. For others, all of a sudden, they stop using it. Likewise, you know, when with gaming, that's perfectly natural. I don't think in the, you know, any kid that's ever gamed, if their mom has said it's time to get off, they've gone like, okay, that's fine. Like most of them are going to be yeah. like, oh, five yeah. more minutes. To, that's, that's fine. But if it's turning into something that agitates them to the point that, you know, you're having serious arguments, then that's not okay. So the other thing that I would say is have a system for getting them to get off. So, yep, you're fine to play between sort of, you know, five and seven. That's right. But actually, I'm going to give you a 10 minute warning before dinner and you need to be down. So 10 to 7, you've got 10 minutes at 7, you know, we need to stop now. And there's some wonderful actual, you know, there's some great tools you can put on so that kind of closes down, whether it's the Internet or, or you know, stops from watching certain things on YouTube. So there's, there's technological tools that you can use. But more importantly, in my opinion, is this sort of contract around being able to sort of, you know, deal with your, your for kids to be able to, to manage the discomfort of, of kind of stopping something that they like doing. That's actually yeah. a really important life lesson. So helping them manage that by saying, I'm going to be clear about what the time limits are. I'm going to give you a 10 minutes up. And then if you don't do it, well, here are the consequences. And if you do do it, here are the consequences. Well, I was going to say, I notice a lot, and this might this might relate to you, Alex, is, is parents very often push the kids off to play on their Xbox or whatever it is, but don't very often actually play on it with them. Um, how important is it that they should play alongside kids or does that not really matter? Is that sort of in, encroaching onto their territory? Do you know what? I don't think you necessarily have to play on it with them, but I think you have to be aware of what they're doing. You know, I always think sort of like everything else we've done, we've done before our kids and we teach them. So we either yeah. learn to cook or drive or, you know, date. The online world is the one place where they're probably doing things that A, you've never done, or at least they, they've done before you, right? So yeah. I think for that reason, I'm really big on, you know, I remember a few years ago, sort of, you know, these Snapchat streaks, do you guys know what they are? Sort of. Kind yeah. of, yeah. Okay, so I send you a message and you send me a message, and after a few days, we've been sending messages for ten days, so we both get a little sticker, and then it's twenty days, oh, and yes. now our streak's been running. So I remember yeah. this a few years ago. Everywhere we're on holiday, my daughter was like, "I've got to, you know, keep up my friends' streaks," and then when we're away, they're going to keep up my streaks. I'm like, "What are you doing? You're taking like random pictures of a wall." She's yeah. like, "But, but then I understood what it was. It was kind of a token economy, wasn't it? It was kind of like getting these stick, right?" So I understood. 
you know, the motivation was about getting this number rather than connecting. And yeah. that allowed me a chance to have a talk with her about it. Which was, and I was fine that she was doing it as long as she understood sort of the point, you know, like How why she was, was doing it. Yeah, the point. <laughs> I'm like, I get. So, but I think that's the point with parents. You need to kind of understand if your kid's on a platform or playing a game, know what that game is, you know, understand it. And I think, again, a few years ago, I remember doing this big report for the Home Office on, around objectification and sexualization one of the things that we looked at was gaming and there was some games where I kid you not you would get game progression for beating up sex workers I kid yeah. you not these were in games now the idea of, of uh, me having a son or a daughter who was playing that would appall me but I think for a lot of parents they just didn't know like they yeah. thought this was a game for racing cars or whatever so by all means look at those age ratings they're there for a reason and as you wisely suggest Christian maybe sort of sit next to them sometimes you know at least look at how they're playing if you can't play as well and know what they're doing likewise for social media sites i've had to have a lot of conversations about various monsters on monster legends and i know far too much about it than i would ever like to know <laughs> i ever thought possible i have a question about in-app purchases because i have i kick against it the kids want to spend their pocket money on in-app purchases I feel, and I don't know, I have no basis for this whatsoever, but I feel like it's a form of gambling. I feel like they're just trying to encourage kids to spend more and more and more and more within a game. What are your thoughts about this? Is it harmless or is it just some, or could it lead on to other stuff? Because I find it all a bit icky. <laughs> Look, um, what is the metric that any platform uses to ensure it's doing well? It's time spent, right? It's why when we watch Netflix, the next show starts within five seconds of the one finishing. It's also yeah. why you can skip the intro, right? Yeah, yeah. They want Amazing. Work. Yeah. It's like being in a casino, lose track of time, you know, lose track, just kind of being rest. So I think certainly what I would do with kids is explain to them how these things work, right? They're making it as hard as possible for you to come off of this. Now, one of the great tools in life Life is is a lot you know you controlling your thoughts rather than letting your thoughts or impulses control you that's a, that that's a right a, a great thing to aspire towards to a point right within reason so when you feel that this is taking over and it's that discussion to have what can we do well one thing we can do is have a set amount of time that we're on these things another thing we can do is decide how much money to spend right so and and kind of be really clear if I was going to spend X amount of money on you on this month that includes but we can't say this now, but it would have been like going to the cinema, you know, buying you, I don't know, some slime thing, whatever it is, you know, paying for your, your soccer practice or going on this. So you're going to, you know, have to choose and really kind of <laughs> think about why that is. So kind of this idea that there's, there's again, consequences to choices. And I think with kids, depending on their age, being really clear and setting those out is important as is this idea like you say am i being taken advantage of here i think this idea of getting parents to actually see what the game involves is is really important that can have good benefits and as you said you can suddenly find out that your kids are being invited to beat up sex workers and be horrified at that but i think too often parents just haven't got a clue and i mean that in a nice way about what's really involved and i'm a i'm a big for instance in that because i've just pulled out my old xbox out of you know trying to fill in some hours and and there's all these sports games that I never really bothered with because I had outside, you know, and why would I play sports on a computer? 
but I have to say they're actually fantastically good for exercise. You know, there I am with my other half and we're like going bowling or playing virtual ping pong or something because we don't have the room at home and it's exhausting and we're covered in sweat and sort of lying on the floor in the heat panting. But I realised these... I was always a bit scathing about them before, but I think they really do have quite a good role. And I think if you can't get up, but I didn't know this and I feel a bit stupid yeah. actually, but there we go. The <laughs> scales have say, fallen from my eyes. Uh, Christian, in defence of, of some parents who, are like me, who do, aren't across every game, there's, yeah. there's so many. There's <laughs> yes. so many. I, I just There's three of them and they've all got different interests. Yes. And I can just about master a couple. And then by the end of that, I'm sort of like, I, I just need a break and a sit down and a cup of tea so yeah so I I, I would say that it, it I try and get across it but trying to get across everything trying to get across all the content on YouTube and that is the way that they want to watch television now but and that's I, where you I, use technology though right that's where you kind of yeah. say what are the parameters because there's a there's so many techniques out there now. there's so many kind of wonderful tools you can get on and you can say you know this is what I definitely don't want them to see this is how long I want them to see it for there's a lot and that that's such a time-saving thing and believe me as a parent I know yeah I'm gonna I, I, I need to um, update ours. I mean, I've updated them several times. The other thing which I have done is I've removed YouTube because I've got a smart telly, removed it, and then the little blighters find a way to get it back on again within they a nanosecond. Been. I walk out the room, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I've really reached my peak and I just give up. That's when you realise they're always going to be smarter than you when it comes to technology, definitely, aren't they? I think. Definitely. But that was interesting what you said earlier as well, Linda, just about we are in such unknown territory, aren't we? I mean, we you're right. They know so much more about what they can get, how they can circumnavigate any restrictions we try to put in their way um, because they're just so, they've been brought up with this stuff and they're so much more savvy than I can ever be on all of this technolog technological stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But again, you know, to, to me, this kind of comes down to sort of as a family, what are your expectations personally as well? So it may be, like you say, look, as a family, um, we don't have YouTube on the TV or we don't have gadgets when we're eating dinner. Like no one has their phone when we're eating dinner or after eight o'clock, here's the phone basket or, you know, whatever the game console, that, well, that's where we put all our stuff. So there's something about kind of not just having being quite prescriptive about rules but explaining the why behind for kids as well so the reason I've taken off you know YouTube is because I don't know it's like you know I don't know where it's going to take you because this is how the algorithm looks it'll kind of you know you watch Peppa Pig long enough and it takes you some god-awful things it's unbelievable <laughs> how some of these things to you know, I don't know how they are but it, it does it kind of takes you some very odd places so you need to be able to do that so kind of explaining that to children and I think that's the other thing as well like you know, parents, there's this big anxiety about them coming across inappropriate content. I think it's almost inevitable that they will. Like, I think the first age of onset to see pornography is sort of around 11. So you need to be able to speak to them about what to do when they come across this. You can, you know, absolutely do as much as you can to protect them and put these parental controls on. But they might be at a friend's house. They might be on someone's phone. So what do you do when you see something that makes you feel uncomfortable? And those are the kind of discussions that I think sort of really make the difference so that they feel that they can come to you when they're confused, when they think they've done something wrong, when they, you know, when they, maybe they've been contacted by someone and they feel it's their fault, you know, all of these things and be able to speak to you. So kind of coming back to that conversation often is really key. If we expand this a bit, I think 
this is a really valuable lesson for adults as well. So talking about how there are tricky people like you, Linda, um, getting kids to play computer games for longer. I'm sorry to keep teasing you about this, but it is all your fault. Let's be honest. Chris, um, disclaimer, you and your never kind. Done that. You've never you and done your this. kind. It's all your fault. <laughs> but I made that analogy about the supermarket before. But when I sort of teach my patients how they are being coaxed into seeking out generally sort of fairly unhealthy foods via packaging, via positioning, via the flavors of them, suddenly you they feel a little bit more in control in what seems like a tricksy world who's out, you know, a tricksy world that's out there to get them. I, I, that's so true. And it, and it is, if you kind of see it like that, right? So someone's trying to shape my behavior. Like, you, you, you know, you said earlier, sort of, you know, you walk into a supermarket, you see a commercial for like, you know, wonderful eyelashes and it's fake eyelashes, right? So I remember I used to sit with Jesse again. I mean, we'd watch music videos and like all the men would be dressed and the women would be prancing around in bikinis. I'd be like, do you think she needs a cardigan? She looks kind of cold. Like, why do you think everyone's fully clothed? But her, I'm like, what? So the thing is, it's like, I wouldn't say don't watch the video I'd say like watch it critically and it's the same thing here isn't it interesting that they've asked you to pay this amount of money to continue playing even though this has cost that much now look you know maybe there's a time when you know it's going to mean you're going to have you know so many more hours and really enjoy it but maybe there's a time where we need to kind of think about it so absolutely that kind of critical thinking I think is one of those things you can it's such a gift to give to children and I think they like it once you get them to kind of start almost kind of that detective work of what are they trying yeah. to do Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's another good example of how we might be able to just get some good out of lockdown is teaching our children and teaching ourselves that. Well, look, I think that's about it for this episode of Second Opinion. Alex, thank you as always. And Linda, thank you so much for being such a revelatory, insightful <laughs> and interesting guest. We really, really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can get in touch by emailing us at surgery at the podcastworks.com or you can message me on Twitter at Dr. Christian if you've got any specific questions or topics that you'd like us to look into in future podcasts. If you've liked what you've heard, feel free to give us a five-star rating, press the subscribe button and share the podcast on your socials. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.